episode 61 with Ayana Duggar on the Nine Point Start the Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode, we have Ayana Duggar. And this episode is a lot about faith, you know, about faith and just not getting impatient when you're not seeing the results you want right away. And her epi- and this episode with her just it's not only insp- inspiring but just uplifting just to just to see and hear her her testimony and how much she just keeps believing through the ups and downs just to know that her purpose is bigger and her dream is gonna be achieved and always trust God's timing. So great episode here. Hope you enjoy it and let's get to it. So Ayana, the question that everyone that comes on is when you were younger as an athlete, what was one of your bigger dreams the goals you wanted to achieve? Being in the WNBA, of course. And what and what about that? Why why WNBA of all sports? Um, basketball is in my whole family. Everyone in my family has played has played basketball or does play basketball. Like my brother played overseas. My mom was a legend um, at Fort Valley State University, like record, still set, jersey retired. My dad played basketball. My um played basketball. So it's really in my blood, like, since I was little. So all of us played basketball, but I ended up being the one most passionate about it. Why? I'm not sure, honestly. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it stuck to me the most because my little brother, he ended up doing football as his main sport. And my older brother, he did basketball when he got out of college. Like I said, he went overseas. But once he got hurt, you know, he was kind of done with the whole thing. And my little sister, she just re-injured herself earlier this year. So she, you know, was kind of just, like, done with it. But for me, like, I played – when I was in high school, I did cheerleading, I did track, and I also did um, basketball. But basketball was, like, my – it's always been my main thing, my main sport, like, my passion. And – I don't know. It's just the one thing that's always stuck. It's just the one thing that I've really always had a love for. Like, like life without basketball for me is like, I don't know, honestly. And the, when I did get hurt for the first time, like a serious injury, injury where I couldn't play every day, you know, or every other day, it was horrible. It was one of the. It was during the most. It was during one of the most darkest periods of my life. So I can relate. You know, I can relate to that for sure. <laughs> yeah. So. That's all. Just it's, it's always been that thing. It's my my pressure release. Like it's it's everything. You know. Like, so 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 for you, it was it was it was like it was like your constant, right? It was that thing that you they can always go to that one that would never, you know, let you down in a sense. Yes. Always like it's until this day. To this day, it's still that for me. Like it's everything to me. So you know, like even just talking about like an emotional because. I don't know what I would do without it, you know. Because because for, because for you the game took you so many places, right? Like it took you from like you know, from the kid with the dream to, you know, to the high school and the college. Now now playing, you know, professionally, right? So it was like that thing that yeah. kind of it, it, it helped you grow up in a sense. Basically, because it's like without it, like I really couldn't picture my life. Well, what I say is like a civilian, you know, people who don't do sports. So and I couldn't picture my life like. You know, I know one day I'm going to have to, you know, I'm not going to be able to play anymore, but I feel like that's so far away. And I pray that it's so far away. And like for right now, it's just like, that's 
that's the one thing like that's what all my energy goes towards like basketball like all my sacrifices is always for basketball basketball and I have never met anyone with this much passion for the game as I have ever so for you growing up <laughs> how did the journey go so what what was it always you know an easy road uh, with the game no and the crazy thing is a lot of people think like because me I, I came from a two-parent home and you know I had full like you know what I'm saying we had a very nice life I have three brothers because we've always been very well acclimated we always had like a nice you know pretty simple life but when I went to college it was I was scolded I was ridiculed like I was you know um picked on for that because I went to an HBCU I went to Fort Valley State University and most of the girls were from like country towns like one parent homes you know the father wasn't around and so when I came along and then on top of that my mom was in school and she was a legend so when I got there they were just like um you know, you're only here because of your mom or, um, you know, you basically look down on me, you know what I'm saying? Because of my background and where I'm from. And because I guess it's the same thing. Like a lot of people think when you come from a two parent home and when you, you know, grow up nicely, like in the suburbs and stuff that you don't have issues that everybody else has, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I got to college, like, that was a big thing, you know, they didn't like me. I was kind of the outsider for a little while my freshman year because because of that reason. And I was always in the gym. Like, my first day, I'm like, okay, where's, you know, there, we had an old gym and a new gym, and I was in the old gym playing pickup with the guys. Like, that's how I grew up. My dad would always take me to the park, and I'd play basketball with dudes. So even to this day, like, when I go play, I always play with guys. So I was playing pickup with the guys. So a lot of, when I first got to college, a lot of people who I knew at first were male because they, they knew me from the gym. So, you know, they go to me for that, like, oh, she's out there. Oh, you know what I'm saying? She's, you know what I'm saying? All the guys know her, so she must be fast, and she must be this and that. And it's just like, no, they know me because I'm in the gym. You know what I mean? And, like, a lot of people, they didn't take it seriously. Like, yeah, they were there on a scholarship. But, you know, basically, like, their playing time and everything was given to them. They didn't have to work for it. Like, I've always, I've never besides like you know the things that my parents have given me and the abilities and the blessings that I get from God like I have never been given anything especially with basketball and basketball is like the one thing that I've always wanted and I I've never been given an opportunity just because I have to work hard for every opportunity that I get and because and now you know trying to go um playing like semi-pro and trying to go overseas and everything I had to work twice three times as hard because of my size. I didn't come from like a big D1 major school. So it's not like I was just well known. And on top of that, when I was in college, I played, but I wasn't just like a star athlete because one, I didn't get along with the coaches be because of that reason. Like after my freshman year, the coach left. My freshman year, the coach basically, he was checked out because he knew he was about to retire. So he, you know, he was there, but he really wasn't there. So after that, the other day, he retired and I, my mom was like, maybe you should leave. And I was like, no, I'll stay because hopefully it'll be a better year because cause my freshman year wasn't good. Like, I didn't get that much playing time. And it's not like I wasn't earning it. It was just, you know, the coach had favorites. And like I said, he was on his way out, so he really didn't care. So I'm like, okay, we're getting a new coach. So hopefully everything was better. And it ended up being way worse. Like, the coach that came in, she had been there before as an assistant. So once she got there, she was young at that. She was like 27 or 28. So she had her favorites. And 
you know, she was struggling with being a coach and trying to be friends with the players, like that sort of thing. So because I wasn't one to suck up and, you know, do all the extra stuff off the court, like I always thought like, okay, if I work hard, you know, I could just earn my place because that's what I've always been taught. And, you know, usually that's how it's supposed to go. But when I, once I got to college, I learned that that's not always how it goes. So, you know, like I learned that too when I got to college and now, now the walk on that it's a business, right? It is. It really is. Like, it's so frustrating. It's so annoying. Like, I knew nothing about that. Like, when I got to college, I'm thinking like, okay, like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to work hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to earn my place because that's how I was in high school. But once I got to college, it was all political. And I didn't know how to handle it, honestly. Like, it was so flustering. Like, but I I never just wanted to, well, I mean, there are times when I was in college, there was never a point where I just wanted to say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Because, like I said, I couldn't picture my life without basketball. Like, that's everything. So it, I'm not about to give up just because y'all keep trying to make me quit, just because y'all keep trying to push me away because, you know, I know my time is going to come. And I feel like the Lord wouldn't have given me this passion and given me all this love in my heart if it wasn't for a reason, if he didn't want me to use, you know what I'm saying, use the gift and use my talent. So that just kept me pushing, pushing forward, pushing forward all the time. Let's kind of go on that a little bit. I know it happens all the time with with athletes, right? High school, the college, the pro, you know, you get opportunity, you get moments where you're you're battling not just you know, on the court, but you're battling off the court, you know, with the other issue that may be aroused in the whole situation. So, so if anyone listening right now that's like kind of battling that same issue, what would you say to kind of say, don't quit, you know, to, to find another way to keep fighting for for your dream, whatever it may be? I mean, honestly, um, I will, I would say the thing that keeps me going is just knowing that, you know, there are so many people who have dreams and they can't, do exactly what they want to do you know like just like you said like you were in high school and you really wanted to be an athlete or you were an athlete and you had dreams you had plans and you couldn't do it you know because you got injured and I feel like if God gives you a talent he gives you a gift he gives you an ability I feel like it's insulting to him to not use it mm-hmm. because he didn't have to give it to you you know nothing we nothing we have we, we we haven't earned anything that we have from God any blessings that we have we haven't earned them you know, like it's literally just his grace and his mercy because we could all be gone at any time. You know, we could always be laid up in a hospital bed. You can be in any kind of situation. So I feel like if he's giving you a gift, no matter what the circumstances, you know, if you can get up and get out your bed and do, you know what I'm saying, do whatever that may be, whether it's sports or whether it's anything else, then, you know, do it and don't let anybody stop you. Because at the end of the day, if it's God's will, no one or nothing on this earth can stop the will of God. So if he gave you that gift, it's for a reason. So you keep going until he says, don't go anymore. And that's just how I feel about that. It's nothing that I feel like it's nothing. It's nothing that can stop you because it's nothing that can stop him. So basically, you know, what church you going to? I go to. <laughs> that was fire My right church there. Is called Friendship United Methodist Church. Out there preaching and my mom right now. Actually a pastor. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote that on this episode because that, because that's that's so true. You know, we're, we're all giving gifts, right? And 
we're all getting right. talent where they where and I think a lot of us don't realize that that sports it just a platform to showcase our talents, right? You know, say say you're a speaker, sports give you opportunity kind of to, to, to give your message across, to get opportunity to whether you're a designer, you can kind of show off your 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 clothing and XYZ. And so I think what you're saying is so true about we all have gifts and talents and whatnot. So, so for you, if, so the whole time you're battling, right? You're, you're battling for the playing time against, you know, all the adverse that you're kind of facing. So, yeah. so, so how did that, that, that kind of journey kind of come, kind of come for you? When kind of, when it's all over. I mean, basically like after that, you know, going through that, and that's four years, like it never got better. You know, that's going through that for four years. If anything, it got worse because, by your senior and junior year, you're thinking that you're not going to have to deal with these same things that you was dealing with your freshman and sophomore year. So to be dealing with it all four years for, you know, dealing with the same people, the same attitudes, the same politics is very discouraging. But at the end of the day, just knowing that it's something way bigger that I can't even fathom at the end of the road just keeps me going. So after I graduated and everything, um, I came home and I was just like, okay, what do I do now? You know, because like when my brother got out of college, my dad was kind of like helping him um, go overseas, trying to go overseas, like combines and stuff like that. Or yeah, combines and stuff like that. Like him and my uncle helping him with everything, you know, get an agent, all that kind of stuff. But once I graduated from college, my dad was like, okay, like you have to get a job because by November, I want you like I want you out of my house. And he wasn't saying it to be malicious or anything, but he was just basically like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the the same kind of support system wasn't there. It wasn't the it wasn't like okay, now that you graduate, let's get you an agent. Let's get you, you know, in some combines. Let's do everything we can do to get you overseas because you know that's how it was for my brother once he got out. And, you know, that wasn't waiting for me when I graduated. So I was kind of lost. I was just kind of thrown up like, okay, what do I do now? I wasn't going to have any help from my coach at Fort Valley. And I didn't even know where to begin. So basically it was just me going to the gym, trying to meet people, looking online, like that kind of thing. Playing, literally, I probably played in every league in Atlanta. Just every at every gym and in every league. Like the team I play for now is actually out of Augusta. Last year, I was playing for a team out of South Carolina, like, just getting my face out there trying to meet people, you know? And I've been doing that for all, almost, well, no, it's been three years now, because I graduated in 2016. And I told myself once I got, got out of college, I was like, if I'm not overseas by the time I turn 24, then I'm just going to hang it up. But I turned 24 last year, and, you know, I'm like, I've come too far now, like, you know what I'm saying? The progress is there. It's there. I just... I'm just waiting for my time. So I was like, of course I can't hang it up and give it up now. Like the passion had to gone anywhere. If anything has gotten stronger. So after that, I was just like, you know, I know I'm getting close. So I basically just kept pushing. And last year around like December, because like going through everything I went through in college and then my junior year in college, I ended up getting in a relationship and dealing with domestic violence. So between that and, everything I was dealing with with basketball, it was a hard two years, my like mentally, my junior, I mean, yeah, my junior and senior year. So after I finally got out of that, I was kind of like, I would say more in the world than what I would like to have been. 
like um my relationship with God had fallen off as far as you know really just talking to him every day and having that close relationship with him you know it had kind of fallen off like I was still praying and doing everything but it wasn't it was I would say like the minimum basically like you know but yeah December of 2017 I kind of got like a wake-up call and one thing I can say about God like if he wants to get your attention he knows how to get your attention like yeah. And he knows exactly, like, he knows exactly how to get your attention. And I had never been in that, like, I had never been in a situation where I'm like, oh, this is God trying to get my attention. So when it happens, you know, it's like you're stuck for a little bit because you're like, oh, like, oh, like, what's up? Oh, you talking to me? Like, what's really going on? So when that happened, I was just, you know, kind of stuck for a little bit. And it took me a while to realize, like, you know, how far away from him I had gotten I had drifted you know and it took me a while to realize that when I finally when he finally when he finally called my name and he got my attention it was like hit the ground from there and it just went like because when it finally happened I was just like you know I was very um what's what's the word I was very remorseful I was very I was sad because I was like because it's like you don't realize and then when you do realize it well, me personally, I felt bad because I was like, man, I didn't even know, you know, and I felt like, why am I even still here? Like, how is it that, that I'm still breathing, that I'm still walking around fine, you know, with my health and everything? Like, how is that possible when I haven't been doing nearly the job that I was put here to do? So what makes, what gives me the right? Like, I'm not entitled. I don't, like, I'm not worthy of anything that he has given me. And it took me so long to realize that, like, you know, grace and mercy, like, grace and mercy, grace. I had to, like, count it into my head. And it was a point where I was reading my scripture. Like, I read my scripture every day. And I was doing, like, Bible studies where I read. And it will be, like, a devotion and, like, a prayer. And it was every day I was seeing the word grace or mercy. In every um, devotion that I was reading, and every scripture I was reading, it was those words. So it was kind of like he was trying to pound into my head, pound into my head, because I was feeling so guilty. And I was beating myself up for so long. Like, I was just like, something bad is going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. Like, I just knew. I was like, something bad has to happen because I don't deserve anything good to happen. And it took me the longest time, like the whole year, the end of 2017, because it happened in December. So the whole 2018, I, it was it was a mental struggle, like. Mentally, I was, it was sometimes where I would be mentally just dead. Like, I would just kind of turn my brain off because I didn't want to think anymore because it was like, I have, it was good thoughts. Like, you know what I'm saying? You have grace, you have mercy. So just stop worrying about something bad happening. And then just how it was a bunch of good thoughts, it was twice as many bad thoughts. Like, no, you know, good and well, you don't deserve for anything good to happen. You know something bad is going to happen because you don't deserve anything good because of everything that you've done. So. He's gonna lay in bed all day. Yes, like you don't want to get up, like literally. And I've had days like that. Like if I don't have to go to work, then I just be like, you know, I, I can't, I can't deal with it today. I can't. And I'll go to the gym, you know. Of course, that's my release. And you know, at that time, I mean, when I'm at the gym, then I just play basketball, you know. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like I have to go to work, and at work, 
I kind of do a lot of like waiting because I'm in law enforcement. So, you know, in law enforcement, you're waiting for something to happen. So at the time I was doing security. So I'm just standing in one spot basically all day. And it's like the devil is just eating my brain a lot. And anything that like, it's like, okay, so say you're scared of something like, say you're scared of bugs. So it got to a point where it was like, everywhere I turn, if I'm scared of bugs, it got to a point where everywhere I turn, I see a bug. Everywhere I turn, I see a bug. And it was just like, he was trying to get at me. He was trying to defeat me so much. And one day I just told myself, like, if he's trying to get at me this bad, I, it must be something huge in store. Like, and the only reason God would even let him do this is because he knows I'm strong. He knows, you know what I'm saying, that I'm a soldier. And just like God knows that, the devil knows it too. So... He's trying to chills. tear me down. You said what? I just got chills on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so real. Like, just how God knows, the devil knows too, you know? So it's just like, you know, if he's, if I'm going through all of this, all of this mental struggle, because I've never been, I've never had a mental struggle, like a mental battle besides like with basketball. But as far as like, when you feel like you're not even in charge of your own brain, your own thoughts, it's like one of the worst feelings because it's like you you feel like you have no control and you can't so, show up exactly so it's just like no matter what you try to do it it's it's not there so going through that for a year like the whole 2018 really like was just mentally struggling and then the beginning of 2018 it's like okay I was finally kind of getting and it's like as soon as you think you're getting a little leeway he's gonna hit you somewhere else so mm-hmm. As soon as you feel like, okay, you know, I'm back up on my feet. I can walk around a little bit. It's like you step into a, a, another pool. So February, I want to say it was February of last year, I ended up getting injured. And for a person like me who basketball is everything, my life is over. Like, I'm like, no, like, because I've never been injured. In 20, I'm 24, and last year was my first time ever being injured. And I played three sports my whole life. Even in college, I did cheerleading track and basketball. So, so besides in eighth grade, I think I pulled my hamstring in track. So to not be able to play, thank God I was only out. I want to say, was it six weeks? I tore my MCL. I had to tear my MCL. So once I found out, found out I was devastated because I'm like, what you mean I can't play basketball? What else am I supposed to do? So thankfully it was just a tear and I was only out six weeks. And even that was the longest six weeks ever. So now it's like, I'm already going through a mental struggle and now I don't have basketball. It's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I going to do? What's going to be my release? But in that time, it's just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, God, what am I supposed to do now? Like, there was a point in time where I was just sitting in my car. I was at the bank, and it was late at night, and I was just sitting in my car, and I just got out the car, and it was raining outside. And I was just sitting in the rain, just talking to God. And I was just like, just help me. You know, like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like, I don't know what to do. I can't move forward. I definitely can't go backwards. But, you know, if you don't tell me what to do, then I'm stuck. Like, I'm doomed, basically. And... Like, for me, like, the way he, like, like I said, he has a way to get your attention. So even now, like, the way he would grab my attention, it always seemed, well, back then, because it's different now, but it would always seem to be, he would talk to me through the radio. 
So back then I had like an 08 car, so I didn't have no Bluetooth or anything like that. So I had to listen to the radio. So I would listen to the gospel station and I would be half paying attention. But all of a sudden they would say something. It's like my brain would just stop and repeat it over and over again. It's like, oh, wow. Like, oh, okay, I heard that. Like, oh, are you talking to me? Like one of those moments, like, okay, like, okay, I hear you. And once I started going through stuff like that, where I'm like, okay, you're speaking to me, you know, I can hear you. I can defer whether that's you or whether I'm going crazy. Like, okay, I'm getting somewhere, you know, I'm getting close to you. So I must be doing something right. And it was one song that I will always hear. It's, um, I want to say it's Marvin Stapp. It's a song called Close. And I would hear, I've heard that song so many times over the past, over between last year and even this year. And every time I would hear that song, I'll just be like, okay, like, what's going on? Like, I'm listening. I hear what you're saying, what you're telling me now, you know? So I was going through that for uh, a long period of time, like, even now, because even now, like, I'm thinking, like, okay, you know, this, I know it's not going to last forever. So, of course, you hope every day, like, you're going to meet your breakthrough. But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying, you might have to be in training for a long time. Nothing happens overnight. So I'm getting mentally prepared for what he has in store for me. And the devil is always trying to attack. He'll lay low for Sometimes he'll lay low, you know, and I'm like, okay, like, okay, I'm I'm getting stronger in my faith. And then he'll come and he'll try to hit me harder. But, it, it, you know. It, it's, where it, it's where it hurts. Of course. And it's sometimes I have to stop and I just have to think like, okay, you know, so before you start stressing out, first of all, think about everything that you've already been through. Because sometimes when God gives you a message, you have to remember that he's not just giving you that message for now. He's giving you that message because he knows what the future holds too. So if he tells you one thing, you know, if he tells you, I'm not going to let anything happen to you, he's not talking about, I'm not going to let anything happen to you today. He's saying, no, I'm not going to let anything happen to you, period. So, you know, I have to keep reminding myself of that, keep reminding myself that like, okay, you know, this is, this is what happened. Like, okay. You have to be like, okay, Ayana, he already told you this, so why are you even stressing out about it when you already had this conversation? Like, don't don't let him have to keep telling you over and over again, you know? And I'll catch myself, like, kind of talking to myself, not to be crazy, but I'm like, all right, all right, chill, chill, chill. Like, I got you, I got you, I got you. I'm not about to stress about it, I got you. Yeah, so it'll be like time I can, I, can, I can relate to that, like, for sure, because I was going through something similar. Like, I was just like, man, like, what's happening? I'm from being, you know, a one to being like dang like everything terrible but then i remember i, remember I, I read something, I, I saw a video about the story of david you know and how how david knew you know what what his life was going to be but he still worked for it you know he, he went back to work he understood he kind of right. he had to humble himself to understand that you know no matter what you're going through right now it's the only preparation for what, what the future is coming exactly and you have to really, like, you have to really remind yourself sometimes, like, you know, everything that you're going through now is just preparing you for, you know, greatness, preparing you for your destiny that God has in store for you. So, you know, you can't really just get content or you can't, you know, just get down on yourself because of the small things that happen. So I had to just, you know, keep telling myself, keep motivating myself, keep pushing myself, like, you know, praying, everything. And I, every day, it's still like every day I ask God for wisdom and I ask him to order my steps, but I ask him to just always remind me that, you know, anything that happens is 
everything that happens, you know, is a part of his plan. And no matter what my plan is, his plan is 10 times bigger than mine. So, you know, I have to just relax. Like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I might not have wanted it to go this way, but at the end of the day, his plan is way bigger than mine. And if I have a plan, and I feel like it's big, but his plan is bigger than mine, I'm going to go with his plan. So, you know, I just have to keep going. And, you know, at one point, I was on the phone with my friend, and she was like, because I was just, you know, still getting down on myself about, because as humans, you know, you're you're going to make mistakes. You're going to sin. And I had to remind myself forever, like, okay, that's why Jesus died. That's why Jesus died. And that, that never clicked for me, because everybody knows Jesus died, you know, to save our sins. But that never clicked for me until, like, last year. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So basically, I had to tell myself, like, you get salvation without condemn- condemnation. So, you know what I'm saying? It's there at the end of the road, and you're not about to be condemned for every little thing you do. And my friend had to tell me, and it really clicked. She was like, Paul, which was one of the disciples, he was a, I want to say it was Paul. I know it's not with a P, but he was a whole murderer, you know, before he found Jesus. And when she told me that, of course, you think, like, okay, well, I know I hadn't done anything as bad as murder. So if he can come back and be good, I know I can come back and be good. You know, and it was that sort of thing. I was just like, okay, well, you know, if he can bring, you know, he working with people like that, like, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing too big. It's nothing that I can do that's just going to scare him away. He's not going to just not just stop forgiving me and just stop, you know, um, claiming me as his child and watching over me and protecting me. Like, his will is not going to change because of something I do. There's nothing I can do to change his will. So if he has plans for me, then that's just it. That's what it is. So... It's no sense to me just hanging my head every time I make a mistake. You know what I mean? For sure. And I, I think that's what about if anyone listening just to kind of just to have that perspective, just that 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 you're not done. You know, no, no, right. no matter what you're going through, no matter the ups and downs, the injuries, the getting cut from the team, you know, the the policy may be like you're you're not done. You're you're only done if you stop. You know exactly. For you, whatever, like, you know, like you, you were battling everything, everything like this, but you still have the game, right? So, so how's the game going for you now? Great. Um, you know, I was really blessed to find an agent who, you know, had a relationship with God. That's another thing, because I've been waiting. I'm looking for agents, looking for agents. And finally, I came across this agent, um, Damon Harper. And when I first talked to him, you know, he was asking me, you know, do I go to church? And like, what's my relationship like? So I was like, oh, this is perfect, because I'm like, me and God is tight, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, if you if you sent from him, then this is going to work out just fine. Like, And I'm like, once he started asking me questions on that kind of stuff, I was just like, yeah, okay. So this must, you know, this must be in his plan, because it's not a lot of agents out there who are going to ask you, oh, so do you go to church? You know what I mean? Like, do you have a relationship with God? It's, I don't know too many people who had agents like that, you know? So once, you know, I started talking to him more, he started asking me about my journey. I was like, okay. So, you know, I was kind of talking to God, like, okay, I see you got a plan. I see, you know, I just caught myself laughing to myself, like, okay. Like, sometimes I'd be like, okay, you think you slick, but I, I see what you got going on. So, Shout to you know, I finally, right. And I finally touched bases with him. Um, I want to say, it was either early March or late February. I want to say it was in March. So, you know, I've been working with him ever since. And he um, he's already done a lot, I feel like, 
just in a little bit of time that I've been working with him because this is all new for me, like I said. And, you know, it's so easy to get taken advantage of when you're anxious and you don't really know, you know, how the game goes. So for me to be able to find someone like him who has a relationship with God, who I feel comfortable with, who I feel like is not going to take advantage of me, who's looking out in my best interest, you know, I feel like it was a blessing and it was just in due time. You know what I mean? So every time I want to, you know, I start to get impatient. I just know like, okay, you know what I mean? He, he's got a plan. He's got a plan and I'm getting closer and closer. So I finally have, you know, I'm finally getting close and I'm finally, you know, getting stronger and stronger every day. And I'm always in the gym. I'm always working out because I know my opportunity is coming. So, you know, I'm progressing. Of course, with basketball and with my relationship with God, which is the most important. And then to have Damon on my team who, you know, then is going to do his part. He's going to, you know, get me where God wants me to be. I really don't have any worries. Like, you know, before I was very impatient, but now I'm like, okay, I'm just, now I'm just like, okay, let me get right. Cause when, when I get that call, then I need to be ready. Cause this is what I've been waiting on my whole life. So that's where I'm at now. And I already know he David. You said what? Oh no. It, it, it started with a dream, you know? Right. <laughs> And it's like, I already know that that he has some stuff in the works. So I'm just doing my part, you know, getting in shape, getting in the gym, making sure I'm, you know, ready. Because when I, you know, when it finally happens, then I'm, I'm doing it for God. I'm representing him, you know. And I always ask that he help me to remember that. And everything I do, I'm representing him, you know, and I'm doing his will. So I need to be at my best, like, period. If I'm, I got to show out for him when the time comes, like, at all times, like, I always want to show up for him. So that's that's where I'm at now. That's what I'm doing. So, you know. Love it. My journey is continuing on, and it's, it's moving forward, and it's going, it's progressing, you know. I'm not stagnant. I'm not in one place. I'm, I'm moving forward each and every day. So I'm very, you know, very blessed and very thankful. That's why you, that's why you said it. It's called Welcome Back, right? You enjoy your journey? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I was, I was gone for a little bit and then, you know what I'm saying? Once I got that call back, I like, come on back. I'm like, okay. You know, so I'm back and I'm here to stay. Like, you know, I'm back with my relationship with God. I'm not going anywhere and we just moving forward now. I love the conversation. Like the, the, the talk with just like, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was something I needed to hear tonight. <laughs> like, Thank you. I'm glad. No, Honestly, like, I'm really glad. Like, like for real, because, because I know, like, in with thing as well, like, you know, we have these moments where we just, we get so in our head, you know, about all the negative, all the stuff that, we, like, like, like we all, we all have these places where we want to be, right? And we, and we can get so caught up in not being there yet. And just, and just sometimes the timing just, it's not our time yet, you know? And I think hearing, right. hearing your story and just how, you say, you know, you lost, you lost a little bit. And he came back and realized, you know, that, that his timing is always perfect. You know? Exactly. So, so I love that, Ayana. That's, that's dope. So, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, like, for real, for real. Um, so for you, last question for you. So social media wise, where, where are you at? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? I am on Facebook. Um, it's just my regular name, Ayana Duggar, I-Y-U-N-A. D-U-G-G-E-R and I'm on Instagram um, my Instagram is bball underscore barbie and it's just b-b-a-l-l underscore b-a-r-b-i-e 
And yeah, I don't have a Twitter though. I have a Snapchat, but I never use it, so I don't really too much give it out. I barely get on it. But yeah, um, <laughs> Instagram would definitely be my main, um, my main social media source. Dope man, like Ayana, it's been great talking with you. Like, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to learn more about your story and just all your journey because I think you're just getting started. You know, it's not. Right. Think, I think like. I'm I'm a big believer that every athlete every every athlete has a story that can inspire another, another athlete, and with you, I think so many athletes can, can learn from your journey, you know, can inspire from the message like from the HP, HBCU perspective, you know, just like right. with the the extra extra that you don't really plan to deal with. I think you can really help a lot of people with that. So we're, we're definitely gonna stay in touch for sure. Thank you so much, and I really appreciate this opportunity. I never I've never seen myself doing you know, something like this. So it was, it was really a great experience, a great opportunity. I really, you know, and this is my first time ever saying my story out loud. So, you know, just saying, you know, exactly everything going on and what came to heart. So I appreciate you for giving me that opportunity. Hey, it's, it's all Damon. He, he, he set it up. <laughs> yes. And that <laughs> that's how I know. That's another great, you know, reason how I know he's, you know, he's heaven sent. And I'm, I'm really appreciative of him as well. Like you said, shout out to him. Awesome. Well, enjoy your night and keep balling. Thank you. You as well. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.